All right, a great day for Talk Radio with Frank Stronach in studio. We're just talking about uh, a lot of the major issues that confront mankind and uh, here in our own private domain. Uh, the province of Ontario, the city of Toronto, there are a lot of pertinent questions that we're addressing as well. So, Frank, you know, on this matter of food, if that's going to be uh, jobs of the future, I know you're invested heavily in that. You got into it in a big way uh, with you know, beef farming, ethical farming, actually, in Ocala, Florida. Uh, what did you buy? 900,000 acres of big farm there? No, 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 no. no. It's only 95,000 acres. Oh, 95. Okay, I give you more credit. <laughs> it's so small. I, I was going to say that's half of Georgia, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's small, 95,000. My God. All right. Uh, but what's the uh, idea behind this ethical beef that you're raising? Well, <clears throat> I, uh, you know, when you get older, you know, sometimes you sit back and you sort of uh, contemplating or thinking about what's the purpose of life, right? And so you try to do something uh, meaningful, right, which would benefit society, right? And uh, so uh, I decided, uh, or maybe uh, 10 years ago, I will go on the farming and raise food without chemicals, and raising food, uh, then I, I got confronted uh, uh, raising animals, farm animals, and that uh, my conscience got, uh, you know, I'm really cheater. I raise now farm animals, cows and uh, cattle and, and pigs, and they have a heart, you know, their feelings. So uh, I kind of, my conscience kind of a gee, uh, I'm not sure if I should really do that. So I, I, I interfaced with a lot of people. I have great respect for interfaced with animal rights activists, etc., etc. And they say, look, it's part of the universe. If you uh, animals are subservient to mankind, but if something is subservient, that doesn't give you the license to be cruel. Okay, so uh, so the feedback I got to maybe ease my conscience a bit was if you undertake everything you can to avoid pain and stress, then it's part of the universe. So uh, so uh, so our number one principle is to avoid pain to the animals, stress, and in our case, we don't use hormones, no antibiotics, no GMO, and give the animals the most the most natural environment, right? Mm-hmm. So we have an animal, we have, we imposed to ourselves an animal charter of rights. Really? We are the only meat processing plant which would allow visiting hours. One <laughs> afternoon a week, you can v- come and visit because part of our undertaking is we are transparent and everything is traceable, right? So we are very, uh, when you take a look, right? When you go in a supermarket, you buy a piece of meat, it's nicely packaged. You don't know how much pain Mm. has been inflicted on that animal, right? When you take a look, right, there's some major, major uh, meat processing plants, right, where they do uh, maybe four or 5,000 cattle a day. Imagine the logistics. Every minute a few trucks pull up, uh, some of the cattle might have been in there for a day or two days without water and food, and then they dumped in the feedlots, you know, they up to their knees and down manure, etc. It's, it's when you see some of the thing here, it's, it's or, or chicken or uh, locked up in cages, no daylight, no thing. We are, we are very barbaric, huh? Uh-huh. We are very, so we got to take a close look. Look, what do we do? Huh? That's 
that's not civilized, right? That's very barbaric. And we, I think we got to think about those things. That's a, we are part of we are part of the universe, but uh, we treat animals in a very in a very barbaric way. All right, and so the meat processing is done in a more humane fashion. Does it? Uh, no, you should never humane. It's got nothing. It's a more civilized. Fashion. Civilized. Okay. Yeah, okay. Civilized. All right. Uh, does it uh, impact the quality and the taste of the meat? It uh, it uh, that's a separate issue, right? That's a, the the main thing. I would not be in. I, I uh, the foremost principle is no pain to the animal. I got you. Well, you know what? Uh, and you do cite in the book where you're really as much as you're an industrialist, you're a farmer at heart. Yes, if I uh, look, uh, we first of all we 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 got to have water and and air and food. Otherwise, we couldn't live. So food is very. But if you know eating chemicals and poison, why do it? It's not that smart. You know, when it, you talk about food production, there's an interesting chapter because you own Pimlico Racetrack. Yes. And this is in Baltimore. Right in the city limits of Baltimore, hosts the Preakness, one of the three legs of the Triple Crown. I don't need to tell you this. Obviously, you've run horses in the uh, the races there and won. Uh, but you've got plans. You want to get out of Pimlico and go to Laurel Park, Maryland, which is closer to Washington. What is your latest on the plans for Pimlico? Yeah, I... Um Pimlico is where, you mentioned it before, it's where the Preakness is south, it's part of the Triple Crown, so it's very, but we only raced there a little over a week, right, for the simple reason, when I bought it, I, I knew years ago uh, that it's, uh, it, it's part of, uh, on the backside, it borders on a very poor neighborhood, right? Anytime you got poor neighborhoods, you got crime, you got, it's, 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 it's known as the murder capital of the world, right? Hmm. So what happens, so I went to my, to my management at the time and I said, I want to meet the black neighborhood leaders. And so I met him and I, I saw an old abandoned school. I said to the neighborhood leaders, look, if you want to and with your help, I built it the most modern technical trade school. They were a little skeptical, right? Hmm. But two years later when we opened up the school, they had tears in their eyes because it gave them hope when there's no hope right then it's things are very dreary very you can't live without hope so to give people hope is very important you try it with meaningful tangible things right not uh, sometimes you have just what's what's alone doesn't do it so uh, i want to do the same thing now and said look it's not our doing that that there's a, such a crime written area around there I said, look, I'd like to, if, if the neighbors want to, I said, look, I would, I would try to create a Garden of Eden, and I want to go to the young uh, black Americans and say, look, let's prove to the world, let's show the world, this will be the safest and nicest place to come to, to set a role model. You know, and monies will not fix the problem. Money is a, a meaningful jobs. A meaningful jobs would be if we have urban farms there, have greenhouses and produce uh, uh, produce and right in uh, downtown Baltimore. Right in downtown thing here, and uh, I, I think it'd be a role model because America is still a great, great country. Everybody wants to come to America, but everybody knocks America. Once when you be in America, nobody wants to leave. America, but America has some problems. But I would also say America is the last country where the free enterprise system maybe has got a chance to survive. 
because free enterprise, free enterprise is the basis for free society. It's the foundation for free society. If you lose that, you can. You got a bureaucratic environment, uh, semi-dictatorships like like in most of that they have so many paragraphs. It's just like a, there's a certain amount of super bureaucrats which make a great living, and the rest of them are servants. Huh? So anyway, I I I. I go to the black if they want it, and they say, whatever I do there, you get 20%, and let's prove to the world what can be done. So you're going to take Pimlico Racetrack and turn it into an urban garden uh, an farm? An urban garden of Eden, yeah, okay. And we, I, I should say, though, we have uh, not far away, half an hour away, we have another racetrack called Laurel. That's close to. Uh, that's right between Washington and 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 Baltimore. It's a it's a it's a, a very uh, it's a nice area. There's um, hardly any crime there. There is. It would be, we would get more customers. Right. It'd be better. We we have an obligation to the racing community. What do we do? That racing stays healthy. So that means racing would stay healthy. At the same time, we would fulfill a great need. What are we going to do with downtown poverty, uh, right in the big cities? Right. I mean, when you see some of the cities and you see the poverty, it's mind-boggling. You think right? then urban farming uh, in inner cities that are rotted urban out? Farming will be the future of jobs right in the big cities wow uh, that's a vision you're staking out which is interesting you're a visionary of note uh, industrially and so let's see if that comes to pass i mean that's an interesting prospect going forward when we come back i wanted to talk about you know where we're seeing countries going forward because even your native austria has uh, taken a turn to populism in america we were discussing earlier you know uh, some of the elites missed the call on trump winning the election. He's authentic. He spoke to the heartland, you know, to middle America. There's a phenomenon happening, perhaps even here in Ontario with uh, with Doug Ford. So I want to see uh, what you make of that. And uh, some other questions, uh, obviously, to do with automotive, since that's been the, the bulk of your life as an industrialist, and uh, whether, you know, the whole of the NAFTA negotiation and how that might impact Ontario. Still more questions for Frank Stronach on The Oakley Show in moments here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto.